everyone, and welcome to a brand new episode of Comment Section, which has become a, almost a yearly tradition now, I guess. Yeah. Since it's been more than once in which we talk about the best and worst of 2018. I always look forward to this one the most because I love lists. Yes. I love lists making lists. Lists are great. I think about it so much. Like, I think I've been thinking about my top list <laughs> constantly for the past few weeks. Really? <laughs> I think about it forever. Like, every time it's December, I th I'm just like, I want to think about what my, I want to look back and think about what my favorite music was, what my favorite <laughs> games were, what my favorite movies were, favorite TV. I think about it all the time. And there's a game you talked <laughs> about so much that I thought you would have played by now. Nope. But no. Nope. I can't. I really, this year... I, uh, I I didn't have as much time to play video games, which is why actually recently, <laughs> now that I'm on break, I've been like binging so much to like be like I want to get back, see what I missed. Uh, I am still I'm behind on all my DC shows. Yeah, <clears throat> I I fell behind on tons of stuff, <clears throat> and I think I did end up seeing less movies this year <clears throat> as a result. But I will say, we're we're reaching into it. I think that overall, looking at my list, I like the movies better this year than last. Like, I'm not saying that every movie is better than every movie last year, but I'm saying that average together, this was a solid year. Any movies you wanted to see but you missed out on? Oh, um, probably a lot. Um, oh, okay, guys, just so you know, when we're recording this, we haven't seen Aquaman. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Today's the day it's come, it yeah. comes out. I, it would have been nice to see that, but... Uh, but it, it, it worked out the way it worked yep. out. <clears throat> yep. So what happens when you wait until December to release a big blockbuster? Uh, I mean, it, I guess I... I would, it would have been nice to see mm. Venom. It would have been nice to see Deadpool 2. I know. I wanted to see Venom. I just ran out of time. Yeah. There just was no time. Yeah. There's probably some other things. Uh, I actually did have... Uh, there were a couple. I wanted to see... I wanted to see... There is this graphic novel I like called I Kill Giants. There's a movie based on it. I want to see that. I almost did. Uh, yeah. There's <coughs> some stuff I didn't see, but I, I thought it was a great year. I like... I really love everything on my list. It was very hard to do, but yeah. Um, this year, uh, do you have... Uh, is Are you doing a top five list? I have a top five list. All right, and do you have any honorable mentions? Cause, no. Uh, I, I'm going to... I'll list... I Because the last year I had a top ten. I don't have that <laughs> this year. I don't have ten movies that I liked that much. I'm, to do I've been behind on a lot of movies yeah. this year. So I have a top five, but I'll list some honorable mentions too. Is there any movies that you caught up on that you didn't manage to see that year that would have made it? There was one movie I hadn't seen that I thought was going to be, like, number two or three, but yeah. it wouldn't have been in my top five, which would have been... I thought Star Wars Last Jedi was going to be two or three, but yeah. it wouldn't have been in my top five. Yeah, I, I would... Because I, <clears throat> I was thinking about it, and I would say... I, Last Jedi would still be in my top five, but it'd probably be more like three instead of... And I would probably bump get up out up to two there are two movies that i almost feel like would be in my top five that came out in 2017 that i didn't see until 2018 them being thor ragnarok and the movie arrival which oh. is a sci-fi movie that i loved yeah just kind of i always like to i always wonder if things change a bit uh, no mine's pretty much the same yeah mine changed a bit um so i don't remember what oh i remember my, my three worst now yeah, well, yeah, that's the thing. I a little bit of positive before we get into the negative. Yeah, because first we're going to talk about our l least favorite movies, yeah, the, the worst, worst movies of the year. 
How many do you have here? I have two. I have two as well. All right. Yeah. So who wants to go first? Do we want to do a coin flip Why like not? last time? Um, I'm wanting to answer tradition. We're going to flip this coin now. I'm always tails. All right. Let's see. We want <laughs> see how my record is. Did not win the last one. Okay. Okay. I'll read first. Backwards. Remember. Uh, so you're number two. Yes. Yeah, so my... It's not the worst movie I've seen this year, but it is the second worst movie I've seen this year. And I had no... Well, I wasn't excited to see either of these movies, honestly, but I still ended <laughs> you up dragging into them. the... It, it was like, I wanted to go, but I did not expect it to be good. A lot of people might have this as like one, the, the worst movie they see this year, but I don't think it was the worst movie I oh, saw this now year. I'm curious. It's a little bit... <clears throat> it's, it's less bad... Than the other, than my number one, obviously, but it's the nun. <laughs> the it's nun. Number two. <laughs> and honestly, like, it's not absolutely atrocious, but it's kind of amazing how just it doesn't feel like anything. Like it just like was that the only Conjuring Universe movie movie this year? I think so. <clears throat> um, but there's gonna be one next year, I think. Yeah, the next Annabelle one. Uh. <laughs> But we'll talk about upcoming ones next. Uh, so it was weird. It was like the 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 thing that struck me as odd is that how like bad the movie was, but the acting seemed kind of good. <laughs> it was kind of like a lot of times when there's a bad movie, the acting is where it shows clearly, like where it's just like kind of this stumbling or like the script. I wouldn't say the script was necessarily bad either. It was just badly assembled. <laughs> like it somehow, it like it's like going through all the motions of being scary, and it just didn't feel like anything. <laughs> it wasn't the worst thing I saw this year. It was weird. That's all. <laughs> What's your second worst? My number two. It's one that I thought had a lot of potential. Yeah. It is Christopher Robin. Oh. Yes. So, this is a movie that <clears throat> to set it up. It's almost like Wayne the Pooh, if done by Zack Snyder. <laughs> it's just like, well, guys, what are we doing? So I'll just say, no, this movie should have been animated. It makes no sense why they did it live action. Because there are some things, like in animation, there's a sense of disbelief to where you're willing to accept some things. Where in live action, Definitely. it's just like, oh, this looks stupid. And Yeah. And <clears throat> here's the thing. This movie has a pretty good script. It's ruined by awful directing. And it is so dark. It takes itself way too seriously. <laughs> it's like Winnie the Pooh in the DCEU. <laughs> Do you bleed, honey? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's it's like all the characters... You almost think like the characters are all depressed. It's just like, oh, bother. Where's Tigger? Tigger's here. Tigger just doesn't want to bounce anymore. Eeyore is the one who had it right. God rest his soul. <laughs> oh, wow. wow. It's just... You, it's just... And that's the thing. You can tell there's moments... Like, even the lighting. The lighting. It looks like it was directed by Zack Snyder. Wow. And by the way... I'm not meaning to trash on Zack Snyder. I think Zack Snyder has a lot of great skills. And, and I like Batman vs. Superman and Watchmen. But when it's just like the lighting is so dark, 
you can, like, even the performance, you can tell this part's supposed to be funny, but they're playing it so seriously yeah. that it doesn't. Yeah. So, I just, I don't understand why a movie of Winnie the Pooh was made so dark. And you, and there's, like, a mixed reaction to this movie, and I, uh, I can, I, I get it, because it's a nice idea, but it's ruined by such bad directing but I'll say the voice acting is great. Okay. Jim Cummings has been doing Winnie the Pooh for the last thirty years. And he also does Tigger too. Great job. Uh, all the voice acting is great. Brad Garrett as Eeyore. It's just they took it. Yeah. It's a movie about Winnie the Pooh. Don't take it so seriously. Yeah. Don't show Christopher Robin in World War One shooting people. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's how it starts. Uh, wow. <laughs> Yeah, that's interestingly similar that, like, um, like also with The Nun, I just felt like there's things here where if you had the other elements in place, it would work. Like, you got a cast of people who can act. The script maybe was fine. I don't know. There wasn't too much to it. Um, but just, like, something about the directing and the, just something about the way it was done didn't fit, and it just made it a mess. It's just, it <clears throat> takes itself so seriously oh poo where's the sun oh the sun doesn't come out anymore christopher robin we haven't seen the sun in ages wow. uh, it makes me sad <laughs> that is oh dear, dear, dear the the heffalumps are gonna get us poo, 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 poo. <laughs> oh piglet would it be the worst thing in the world to have it end oh my gosh yeah, now, I didn't get that extreme. Yeah, but, I, but it is an example. It gets dark. I and get. then the there's a little bit of a script issue where the solution they come up with to the problem is so just like, well, that's not gonna help. But whatever. <laughs> <sighs> so last year I didn't even have a movie I could say I hated that year. <laughs> like I just was. You, we came to this and I was just like, I don't know. I don't have a movie that I went to see that I didn't like. And I've also said that I've, I, and this is still true, I've never walked out of the theater. I've never been like, I don't want to see this, I want, but <laughs> my number one movie is the first time I've ever thought about it. The it first, is the first thing I ever thought of. What, the first out? time I've ever been like, I want to walk out right now. <laughs> I do not like that. I don't want to sit through this. Um, I, I feel like I can't watch this anymore, and I had to just suffer <laughs> through the rest. And I am so easy on movies and maybe even easier on horror movies where i'm just pretty forgiving i don't go into a horror movie just expecting for a laugh because it's going to be so bad i want to like every horror movie i go see because i'm a fan of the genre so yeah it's a horror movie is my number one it's insidious for the last key <laughs> which i think i saw in like january like, yeah you and said, i still remember you said Whenever we get to i already have the first i said it's only been a few days in january i got one it there there was no way I was going to see a worse movie this year. The The only chance was The Nun. And part of the reason it's my number two is because I can't stress enough that I would w rather watch The Nun every day for the rest of my life than... No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't no. I would rather watch The Nun. It's recorded. I, I would e Remember to be careful I would, what you say. I would easily watch The Nun again and, and try and have a good time than watch this again. Uh... I don't know how this movie doesn't have a way worse, uh, <laughs> like, review. I, I mean, I'm pretty sure it's pretty terrible. Score? I guess it's pretty dang bad. Um, so, on Rotten Tomatoes, that's 32%. <laughs> um, which I think m it might be better than, than, than none. 
Yeah, the Insidious the Last Key has a, a better this has 26%. <clears throat> Not that that matters, but it's just like I'm surprised anyone could have liked this one. It, it was I'm also usually really forgiving of like comedic relief and like adding comedy to things. Um, part of the reason I loved it so much was because it was a horror movie that was also very funny. This had the worst humor <laughs> I have ever seen in a horror movie. It didn't land at all to me. Sometimes I almost wanted to pity laugh because it was <laughs> like they were trying so hard to be funny at times. And the comedic relief characters in the first Insidious movie, it works a lot better. And they're like practically the main character. They're, they're like the main side characters in this one. Like they brought them forward and it didn't work at all. The worst part, it was supposed to be uncomfortable humor, like kind of like awkward humor, office style awkward humor. Uh, but it didn't work so much that it was just uncomfortable where this running joke through the whole movie was that one of the like paranormal investigator guys kept hitting on this girl and she just like wasn't into it. And, and he just kept be trying to be smooth and wasn't good at it. And it was awful. <laughs> I hated that running <laughs> joke so much and it would keep coming back and keep coming back and you'd keep trying to be smooth and it wouldn't work. And like their aunt may humor. Yeah. But to me, like to me, it didn't phase me in that or <laughs> like, it, but this was just, I, I couldn't take it. I wanted to walk out cause it was so uncomfortably bad to me. There was so much comedic relief in the movie and every time it was that over and over again and then at the end of the movie she just decides to be with him <laughs> like it works out for them and she never had any like she was like the whole time she was like this guy's weird and he was like bombing and then just <laughs> just like because they because they wrote it in the script it was like <laughs> they're together now it was like no <laughs> i don't like this so that's it what I don't even have much to say. I don't even remember the scary, what it was trying to be scary or the plot. I, th I thought that was horrible. <laughs> <laughs> Insidious. Chapter six? Four. Oh. <laughs> now let's hope they don't get to six. I liked, <laughs> I liked the first one uh, enough. Did you see the other two? or? I've seen the second one. Uh, it was fine. Will you go back to the third one now or is it dead to you? I don't think. I think it'll be better than this. <laughs> I'm not gonna see it though. <laughs> uh, I think I know what your number one is. Let's let's. All right. Uh, so <laughs> my number one, the worst movie <clears throat> of 2018. Never thought I'd say this when we did our special last year, but but here we are. My number one is Ant Man and the Wasp. Uh oh. This movie is a steam pile of garbage. <laughs> I hate this movie so much, and it's really like. I worry that the MCU is headed into this direction as a whole. Mm -hmm. Where this movie, the story is so boring. Like, almost nothing interesting happens. And the, it relies on the humor so much. And it's not funny. It's just so mind-numbingly stupid. Like, you can say, like, Dark Knight Rises and Man of Steel. Those movies are why DC sucks. You know, Marvel fans? Yeah. Ant-Man and the Wasp is what DC fans point to as, this is why Marvel sucks. Yeah. It's horrible. It's just... It goes against what makes Marvel movies great, which is these bigger-than-life stories with personal moments. Like, you have 
The first one had the story of this guy who had a criminal record trying to get his daughter back. This was just mind-numbingly stupid. It's basically the same plot but reversed where they have to steal something and now they got to steal the lab or whatever. But instead of getting smaller, we'll get bigger. And it's just... <clears throat> it was like nothing interesting happened. And it's these movies like Ant-Man, The Wasp, and Spider-Man Homecoming that make me say like, hey, look, love Thor Ragnarok, but please, no more like that. We can't... Yeah. We. Thor Ragnarok is like a lightning in the bottle versus think, these other ones that just rely on jokes don't work. I at least hope, because I also agree that Thor Ragnarok is the best done of that like more comedic style, and I love that director so much. And speaking of, if we were to do movies we saw this year that we didn't see the year they came out, another one of my favorites is uh, What We Do in Shadows by that same director. I would love for him to continue doing his comedic style in some more, but... I know that you don't prefer the comedic style movies, so... Like, Thor Ragnarok's <laughs> the only one that's worked. Yeah. And it's just... I don't get I don't get what happened. Like, it's just... It's the cliche of what makes Marvel movies bad. And it's yeah. just... I really fear that we're heading in this direction. It's why I don't want everything of Marvel under one house when DC's kind of crumbled. <clears throat> it's just... Yeah. It, and these writers are writing the Spider-Man sequel, <laughs> and they did Homecoming, which it's just it takes a lot to be worse than Iron Man Two, and they found a way where uh, I would rank this below Iron Man Two. So, so is your least favorite MCU movie now this or Homecoming? It's it. They're pretty much uh, tied, but. I care more about Spider-Man, so that yeah. one. But they're pretty similarly made. They have the same issues. Okay. Well, I have not seen it. Uh, I don't really care that much. But so, uh, I, it's don't. awful. <clears throat> it's just, I I am so done with Marvel second movies. Winter <laughs> Soldier is the only one that works. I'm just like, can we just skip Black Panther two and just call it Black Panther three? <laughs> like, yeah. I'm I I don't. These second movies are so awful. <laughs> They're yeah. such trash. <clears throat> it seems that way. And I haven't seen a lot of them, so maybe... And I don't understand how people... How Ant-Man and the Wasp got good reviews. Yeah, it does have pretty pretty dang good reviews. Um, it just is a failure. <laughs> Alright, well... You know, maybe we should cleanse ourselves with the positives yes, now. Yes, let's go positive now. Uh... So, um, anything else to bring up, or do you want, do you want to get right into the list? I guess I could say, if we're getting Did right into the list... Did you have your honorable I have mentions? my honorable mentions. I'll say f I have four honorable Part of the reason I want... Four honorable mentions. Part of the reason I want to say my honorable mentions is because there's one that I almost can't believe is an honorable mention. <laughs> this list was so hard. <laughs> it All nine of these movies... Man, you see more <clears throat> than me. <laughs> all nine of these movies... I didn't go to the theater to see all of them, oh, but they were released in 2018. Um, all of them, if you told me, sell that this one, if you pick one at random and said, sell that this one is your favorite movie of the year, I could do it. Every single one of them deserves to be a number one movie <laughs> of the year, but the thing is they came out in the same year as these other yes. ones. So that's why there's four honorable mentions in the top five. 
So the first honorable mention I want to bring up is Black Klansman, which is a pretty amazing uh, based you on. These on demand or rent them? This one I rented <clears throat> from the library. Oh, did I? I, I think a Look lot of times with your early it. access. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so this is a pretty awesome based on a true story about a, a back in like the 70s a like a uh, black cop became like a detective who infiltrated the Ku Klux Klan to get information is pretty awesome I read the book as well it's an amazing story Annihilation which one did you do first the book or the movie the book it was like back to back I did the uh, a lot I like doing that lately <clears throat> and it's pretty close well there's a lot added but it's like generally the gist is kind of the same there isn't like blatant like lies in the movie it's pretty accurately based on a true story um annihilation is my next honorable mention it's a like sort of more hard sci-fi movie also based on a book but i have not read it um starring natalie portman uh it's about some people who go into uh this weird rift in reality where things act different it's really <coughs> trippy and crazy and cool and I guess it's probably my favorite pure sci-fi, like hard sci-fi kind of film of the year. The next, I talk a lot about how much I love me some stop motion. My favorite stop motion movie of the year is Isle of Dogs, directed by Wes Anderson. Uh, it's a great movie. It's his second stop motion film, the first one being Fantastic Mr. Fox. I don't know if you've seen that. I have no, I mean to one day. This one's great. And when I saw it, I was like, this could be, this could be a number one favorite of the year. <laughs> I hate that this is an honorable match. This is solidly number six. I'll say that. <laughs> okay. Black Panther. It's no. It's. Ooh, it got knocked out. <laughs> and this was another at the beginning of the year. I was like, this is gonna be my favorite movie <laughs> of the year. And like, it's number six. It's so good. Any of these top six, it could be my number one. I just had to pick an order. They're <laughs> almost tied, honestly. All six <laughs> of these. Um, it's a great movie. It's so. It's such a pure good. You can point to this and say, this is why Marvel is better than DC. If you're someone trying to yeah. argue that... If you're someone trying to argue that Marvel is better than On DC, one side of the spectrum, we you, have Ant-Man and the exactly. Watch. On the other, we have Black, Black Panther. Black Panther is in the pantheon of greatest Marvel films to me. Um, and in a way, this is a little... I do have a Marvel film that's higher on this list. In a way, I could see kind of the argument that this is the better film, but... One thing that I'm going to be bringing up a lot in my list is that my initial reaction, I'm kind of putting at a high pedestal here because a lot of these I only saw once. So the thing that made me just feel more in the moment and had more of the like amazing movie going experience or just kind of kind of surprised me or gave me something unexpected or just where I walked out and I couldn't stop thinking about it. That's what's that's kind of the thing that because because they're so close to being tied that's kind of the factor where i kind of bumped some stuff up and ordered them differently than i maybe could have because like i might have put black panther at the top of a list recently i think when we did our mcu uh, count i thought it was number two or something yeah i like i put it above a, a, a lot of movies and it like the only reason it bumped down is because it was kind of i had to pick sort of a method of rating these <laughs> and that's just how it ended up so in my six ways high, no, I'll, I'll say I'll say that. So, uh, do you want me to go to my number five? Sure. Another so we're in the top five officially, and then we'll start going back and forth. Yes. <clears throat> I already know. Okay, my number five is Avengers: Infinity War. Okay. So it's one higher, and so this was the other Marvel you're talking about. Yes. Um. And 
it's just like I just said it's going into the theater and being just really surprised having an amazing movie going experience and like you know first getting into like like delving into MCU films more deeply the past year or so um it was really exciting to see all come to a culmination and it's just it feels like it's it makes it exciting to be a part of this current universe granted that they continue going in a positive uh direction i thought it was incredibly exciting shocking and like i did not expect it to go the way it did um I think a lot of people didn't like a lot of people expected some dramatic stuff to happen, but, um, yeah, every, you just seeing every hero, uh, almost every hero, <laughs> minus the Hulk, <laughs> uh, do amazing stuff. Interesting pairings. I, I, I loved it. And as the year went on, I just kept thinking, looking back and just, I haven't seen it a second time. And I just, uh, it almost doesn't matter. It's such a great movie going experience for the one time I saw it. Uh, so that's my number five. So I won't talk about Avengers Infinity War because I'll mention it later, but um, <clears throat> I, I would say I like Black Panther more than Avengers Infinity War, but Infinity War is probably my most watched movie of this year where yeah. if I got like a few minutes, I'll just pop it on. Yeah, it's, it's pretty So good. who was your favorite character in Infinity War? Favorite hero? <sighs> I thought, geez, I thought that Thor was doing awesome stuff in that movie. That was... Yeah, it's. I think it's Thor. I try to think, racking my brain. Uh, it was great seeing him team up with like Groot uh, for a moment, and the the Guardians in general. Um, kill all those people in Wakanda. Uh, uh, the little creatures. It was it was exciting, and the whole sequence with him and the the ha- the hammer, um, trying to get that upgrade. It, yeah, it was probably my favorite. Stormbreaker. Yeah, yeah. No, I couldn't remember the name for a second, but yeah, that's it. Um, so, uh, we might bring it up later, maybe. So Possibly. Let's go to your number five. All right, so my number five is a movie that, <clears throat> when it came when it was announced, I'm just like, I don't really care. Yeah. Who cares? But, um, as we got closer to it, I got more interested in it. I can say of this current era, it's my second favorite, which is Solo, a Star Wars story. Oh, yeah. So, <clears throat> when it was first announced that they were doing a Han Solo movie, I was just like, I don't care. I yeah. like lightsabers. <laughs> yeah. You take that away, this is meaningless. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, I would say, as we got closer, I saw more trailers for it, and I got more interested, and I thought that it did a great job of showing who Han Solo is, how he became the way he is in the original trilogy. And I thought Alden Ehrenreich did a great job of playing Han Solo and making it his own instead of just copying Harrison Ford. Yeah. And Donald Glover was great as Lando. And obviously, we got to have Darth Maul, a movie that didn't suck. Yes. <laughs> um, something we've all been waiting for. That was, that was amazing. And he got to speak more than just a few lines. Yeah. So, yeah, my number... And I can say, like, you know, I really like Star Wars The Force Awakens, but as much as I liked Rogue One and I liked parts of The Last Jedi, I was kind of feeling like, after Last Jedi, even though I liked the Luke stuff, I was just like, 
how invested am I in this franchise <laughs> yeah. to where I think I might be done after nine, but then Solo uh, got me excited again for what's yeah. going to happen, and obviously JJ coming back for episode nine. So yep. right now, the Disney era is my second favorite. Over uh, Force Awakens is still number one. Yeah, you know, uh, I yeah I didn't care for Solo as much. Uh, it was fine. I think immediately after, I was just seeing some of the bad stuff, but I didn't find it particularly offensive or anything. Just a couple. It was it was a little underwhelming to me, um, and so it won't be appearing. Yes, uh, on it, it won't be mentioned by me. So I, that's where I mentioned it. Uh, I don't know where I'd rank it amongst them, but to me, I I like the the numeric films the best still. Um, I would say for my ranking, it's Force Awakens, Solo, Rogue One, and last would be Last Jedi. I noticed uh, the Force Awakens doesn't necessarily hold up with repeated viewings as well as a lot of the other ones which is why it sank a little for me i know I I, yeah. so i almost, I almost do kind of think i like the last jedi more but i haven't seen too many repeated viewings of the last jedi i've seen the force awakens more so we'll see but uh yeah i'm, I'm a personal sequel here's fan. a question I've, I've always meant to ask you yeah which do you think is better do you think it's better to have Star Wars as this? What do you think is a, is just better in general? Star Wars, the expanded movie film universe, or Star Wars just the trilogy? So, which do you think is the, is better? Do you think it's is it better with to have all nine films and these spinoffs, or is it better just as the trilogy? Oh, so like to not taint it with anything else? I mean, like which is the better <laughs> experience? I like I there think to be I, more. I like. I like. <laughs> I'm glad these other ones exist, but I think I might prefer a little more just as the trilogy. I mean, I guess I think that the tr- the original trilogy is is um, the overall best experience. Um, but I like there to be continuations. I like to see other things play out. Episode nine. I mean. Spoiler alert for what we're going to talk about in the upcoming, but it's probably one of my, like, if not my most anticipated movie of 2019. So I'm very excited for m- more than just that original trilogy. But, but I still, I'm, I'm glad these other ones exist. I just kind of think maybe I might prefer, like, I think I might watch the trilogy before I would all of them. Yeah, sure. Um, well. There's our uh, obligatory um, Star Wars rabbit hole. <laughs> yes, there uh, it is, guys. So we're on to number four, four already. I thought this was going to be a number, my number one again. Well, <laughs> uh, and I might have even said it on this podcast once. I think I might have a feeling of what it is. A quiet place. Okay. Oh, not not what I'm saying, but okay. Uh, okay. Uh, a quiet place. Uh, th- again, back to the amazing first. Th- this might be my favorite movie going experience of all time it was really? so that or the last jedi where i was oblivious to how <laughs> people would react and i was just like yes you didn't <laughs> see the rage yeah, everyone. i did i was in a dark theater and i couldn't see everyone else he, he there was a guy writing notes and he heard a pencil break and then the song dun 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 dude dun, when dun, dun. the moment that <sighs> I 
there i'm just saying that I, there were moments in the last jedi where i just wanted to go yes <laughs> i'm this is the peak of my life um but um <laughs> Which, what were these moments i don't for for it a second it I didn't, wasn't anything with... i didn't want to spoil it but who it's whatever um uh basically it was when uh uh uh, Kylo Ren and Rey teamed up for a moment, and they started fighting the the guards. The moment where I realized that was happening, and we were having like a lightsaber battle, it wasn't lightsaber to lightsaber. Only a numeric film, I believe, that doesn't clash lightsabers, which some people could complain about. They don't at all. I don't think there's a single lightsaber clash. I think. Well, that, now so. Oh yeah, you meant numeric. Yeah, yeah. numeric because. Ray and Kylo Ren are fighting against guards, which are using the like yeah. chain whip things. And then uh, with Kylo Ren and Luke, they never t- they never clash. Oh, yeah. It's just kind of a mind duel. Um, but that was awesome. That was just like it was peak Star Wars. It was so. It was a great movie going experience. My other favorite movie going experience. Uh, was A Quiet Place, where this is something where it's like, I could see if someone went to see this movie and they had like a bad crowd for it, like a crowd that was just prepared to kind of laugh at what was happening and not take it seriously and talk to it. Does that happen in a lot of horror movies? I believe it does. I've been to a couple that are like that, but this was probably the best experience I could have asked for. I've heard online some people having bad experiences with film because you need... To play along in this movie to enjoy it. You need to be quiet. The title says quiet in it. <laughs> um, because, like, if you're inve- if you give this movie a chance and get I can inve- just imagine a guy in the audience just like, quiet! <laughs> yeah. yeah. At the most tense moment. Yes. Um, uh, like, the theater, I didn't, like, there were moments in a pack, like, this was like, biggest theater in in the the movie theater kind of thing where it was huge um uh and it was packed on like the opening weekend and like there were moments where you could hear a pin drop like people <laughs> were so scared and quiet at moments that were most tense and to me that makes it that alone the fact that this movie with its premise can make you so scared to make a noise and be like there with the characters like you don't want to make a noise they don't want to make a noise um because they're stuck in the situation where if they make too loud of a noise they'll get killed by monsters um the fact that everyone was like anticipating and you were in a theater with everyone and everyone was being enormously quiet all together where it was just like oh my god i can't i don't want to (laughs) cough or anything I want to eat popcorn, but I'm scared. <laughs> like, you could actually hear... this was, At the beginning of the movie, you could hear people munching on popcorn. Yeah. And then as soon as it started getting scary, everyone just stopped. Like, <laughs> it was... Everyone was totally on board, it felt like. Um, and that movie-going experience alone makes it amazing. I also think it's a well-constructed movie because it makes you feel that way. It makes you... Like, that's a successful horror movie in my mind. So, to me, any critiques of the plot or the story, like, or characterization, anything... Not saying that those are bad... But any critiques like that, it almost like it succeeded. It did what it was trying to do, and so it's my number four. Number four. <clears throat> yep. So my number four, as I quickly open my phone to check the list. <laughs> All right, my number four is Avengers: Infinity War. Okay. So <clears throat> this was a movie that had a lot of pressure on it, 
We're building. We are kind of culminating ten years of Marvel, mm-hmm. and <clears throat> and it's the third Avengers movie technically, and Civil War, but whatever. <laughs> but and obviously there was some issues in a previous movie with a certain wall crawler. Yeah, that I did not. Like. Yeah, I think you thought that you weren't going to like Infinity War. Yes. Like that was your hunch is that you weren't going to like yes. Infinity War. But I really liked it. There are definitely some issues this movie has. But I thought, um, especially with the way the characters are balanced, I thought that giving every character equal screen time was a mistake. It should have. Mm. Like, when you look at, like, Civil War, the first Avenger, you have your primary ones, like Iron Man, Cap, Thor, and then you have your secondary ones, which should have been, like, Spidey or the Guardians or Black Panther. I thought it was a mistake to try to have everyone be balanced equal. Um, perfectly balanced, like Thanos would say. <laughs> yeah. But I thought that the Russo brothers did better than anyone could have done. Mm-hmm. And I thought that uh, they did a really good job of raising the stakes for this movie, showing us why we should be afraid of yeah. Thanos. I thought they did a great job with Thanos, um, both yeah. CGI and the performance by Josh Brolin. Mm-hmm. So, and they redeemed Spider-Man. Yes. Even with that ugly-looking suit, which looked like crap. <laughs> yeah, it was very shiny. It was. Shiny and, stuff doesn't work as well CGI. Yeah, and you can tell money went to Thanos. Spider-Man <laughs> did not have the most. Yeah. But, I mean, that's the thing. They got, they had, it felt like a natural continuation of Civil War, like where... All right, we had Civil War. We kind of got off track. We Well, we did get off track with Homecoming to where he's not the character anymore. Then we get back with Infinity War to where he was the character. He had spider powers again. Mm-hmm. and So, yeah, um, I was very happy with the redemption of Spider-Man to the point where I'm just like, don't leave! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, who was your favorite character? Mine was Spider-Man. I thought so. So... <laughs> Yeah, so 2018 really was a redemption year for Spider-Man, in my opinion. (laughs) So, um, yeah, I really liked it. Um, There's definitely, like I said, I don't love it. Like, I think if I rank all 20 MCU movies, it's about number 12. So I I still uh, liked it a lot. It's probably my most move. yeah, it's my most watched movie of 2018 where I just pop in the DVD whenever. Yeah. But, yeah, it... I I still I don't know how I feel about it after seeing Endgame. Because it's like, well, Endgame sucks. What's the point of watching this movie ever again? But <laughs> if you want to root for Thanos, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> if one, if you really dislike one of the Avengers that dies, you could just watch the end. Just be like, Get him, Thanos. <laughs> but I think that whatever happens in number in Endgame, whether it's good or or sucks i think that they have a good starting point yeah yeah definitely. and it seems like even though um i would have rather have had someone i get why they why they did the dusty thing but i think that having the dusting thing will kind of fix some of the issues of the of um balancing the movie yeah that's true yeah um <clears throat> that is an interesting point um uh yeah so yeah i i Again, like I just said in mine, I, I thought it was a, a really exciting movie-going experience. Uh, Probably the best movie-going experience this year for me. Yeah. it's That's why I, I made it like the theme of my list here. Uh, and getting back to my list, 
this top three is seriously it's so hard <laughs> i've been like pulling out my oh, hair yeah, we're already to the top I've three had, i've had boards up with like pins <laughs> and needles i've been what's the can this be two or he's three? Got, he's is, got yarns. Like this is how this connects. I don't know what to do. Is, I, I was I was I was looking up positive reviews, <laughs> trying to see which one made me like I agreed with the most. <laughs> and if you would have like randomly went into the past to like different days throughout <laughs> the week out over the last couple of weeks <laughs> and said we're recording the podcast now, it would have been a different list. It would have been a different top three. I've ordered this and I've I've listed the orders and tried to see how each one made me feel <laughs> in each iteration of the top three. I will probably feel differently very soon, but I had to stop somewhere. Yes. This is my top three. <clears throat> All right. Number three, at one point, I was like, this is the best movie of the year. <sighs> Incredibles 2. Incredibles 2. I think you said that it was your favorite one on this show. This is the one I was thinking I do when think, you said that. Little spo- I do think that I hadn't seen the next two at that point. I think I saw the next two after Incredibles 2. But I, I literally... We were talking about this during the summer. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. These other two movies were not out. Um, so, little tease there. <laughs> but um, uh, and you know what? A few days ago, I had it at number one, and the other <laughs> two were under it, and I just kept thinking about it, and I had to land somewhere. <sighs> I thought Incredibles two is amazing. I love Pixar movies. I talk about them all the time. It, this is a contender to be my favorite Pixar movie ever. It's seriously amazing to me, <clears throat> and um, I love that it. F- followed elastigirl so much um it kind of felt like it took a lot of parallels from the first one uh and did them with a new story in a new way where it's in the first one uh, how high is the first one for you when you're ranking at pixar movies it could be top five but it would be lower in it it might even be yeah i think something like five um so honestly like i truly firmly in my preference, I like Incredibles 2 more than Incredibles 1. I saw Incredibles 1 right before, and even at the time before seeing Incredibles 2, there were a lot of things where I was just... I For one thing, I think that that movie ends very anticlimactically. I don't, I, it's kind of weird. I just feel like... I feel like some of the interactions and fights with uh, Syndrome are better than the last fight with just the big robot. I find that less exciting. And then the climax happens and it just kind of ends. Like, so there are some things in the first one where seeing the second one, it just didn't have, it was, it felt like all of that time was earned. It, it felt amazing. Um, I loved it. It looked amazing. It, it felt like it really was like four people who were, saw it and were waiting all these years. And it was where aware of that time gap um, but it, it surprised me. It, it was it left. It picked up right where it left off. <laughs> yeah, and it was amazing. And it, like, I remember when I was watching, uh, uh, Incredibles uh, one right before I saw Incredibles two. I was just like, one of the villains in the next one should be that mole guy. <laughs> and then he was in the beginning. Yes. I was so excited about that. Um, what was it? What was it? the Underminer? <laughs> That's it. Yeah, I thought. <clears throat> This was awesome. The villain was great. Hmm. When it got a little spooky, it was awesome. Uh, yeah, I. It's a tough year to to rank yes. things. It's a really tough year to rank things, but uh, I I love this movie. It's near a ten out of ten. Incredible, and it's number two. three. Yes, <sighs> I'm. 
gushing on that just made me feel bad. Yes. Can I reorder the? No, I'm, no, just, I don't, I'm, I don't I'm not. Know. I'm not going to. The other two movies, I will feel the same way. I'll gush about them. All right. All right. Your number. So, three. this feels like a good segue to my number three, because which is Incredibles two. <laughs> <laughs> so, I really liked Incredibles two. In fact, I like it more than the first one. Right. So. <laughs> I, re- I thought the villain was great in here. I thought that the family story of um, Mr. Incredible with the kids was great. I remember w- being worried that it would just focus on Elastigirl because I didn't want this movie to feel like a spinoff. I wanted it to feel like a sequel, an ensemble piece. Yeah. But yet they did it and still worked. Well, like, the thing, um, like, I, like I was just saying, though, is that the first one... There might have been a slight more focus on um, Mr. Incredible. Yeah. And because of the whole capture scenario and him, like, going on the solo mission and stuff. And then this one, Elastigirl, goes on a solo mission. Do you think so it is a third one, it's, it would focus on Dash and Violet? That would feel like yeah. it makes the most sense. I think, I think that that, even if it doesn't end up that way, they probably are thinking about it. Yeah. They're probably over there thinking about that. So I thought the villain I thought was great. Yeah. So I thought Incredibles two was great. Um, yeah, I, I liked it more. Probably my um, third favorite Pixar movie, the twenty tens, behind Toy Story three and Coco. Yeah, Jesus. Then we had that major plot twist oh. in the short in the beginning, where oh. I thought, <laughs> oh yeah, that this part the main character was this guy's son. Until I realized that wasn't his son, it was his mother. Yeah. Talk about a plot twist that you never <laughs> see coming. I, I don't know. To me, I just, I got it. Like, I I know. I didn't, I, for, I just did, yeah, I don't know. I guess I got what it was trying to do. It was like a, a motherhood uh, tale. I thought it was a deadbeat father. <laughs> he never went to see his son, so he was with his grandfather. Until I realized, it, it, it didn't sink in until it switched to hand-drawn. Now I was just like... Oh, that's his mom. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe they should have given her eyelashes or lipstick, something, so I could have told. I could tell. I couldn't I tell. I don't know. Uh, so, <clears throat> plot twist. Yeah, there was a some a good plot twist in Incredibles two as well. Yes. Uh, oh, there was. Yeah, Danny the villain. Mm-hmm. Uh, I so, like the villain in Incredibles two more than I did uh, Cinderella. Yeah, definitely. I I really like. I truly believe it is a more solid mo- and overall better movie than the first one. Like, in just almost every way. It, it, it's close. Like, it's not like I don't like the first one. I just think that you compare every one thing. It really uh, was worth the wait. Yeah, it's an improvement. How much longer do you, do you think until Incredibles 3 is announced? I could see it being a shorter amount of time, but it, it's probably still a long time. Yeah, I think... I don't know... <clears throat> Would you be a little worried about going the Cars 2 or route? Or they just, like, throw one out right away? Yeah. I don't think they will, but it's a better franchise. There's more you can do. Yeah, it's a superhero Like, literally, of all the ones you can't really stretch out, Cars is the one. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That one could have just used one. Um, So, do we want... Are we getting to our number two? I guess number two. It's possible... Well, my number two. It's possible I should just keep it short. Um, we'll probably talk about it plenty. Will we? I think we will. Uh, I just saw it. 
Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. Yes. <laughs> and it's also, it's really hard. Like I said, they're almost tied. It's hard to wait. Also, superhero animated. It's, it was so tough for me, but, and I'm also someone who, like, my highest view of things is usually when I, <laughs> right when I see it. Um, so, I also had to balance that, and I was just like, no, this was so solid. It's an incredible animated film beautifully animated film of my favorite superhero and like it does what if you hear a synopsis of the plot could be a complicated plot and it does it very simply in in wonderfully in a way that's simple to understand the characters you all of them you care about even the silly ones (laughs) and it uh it played even without having read the comic a lot of the comics that they're based on you can tell it pays beautiful homage and like it's made by people who really care about the character and all the comics that it came from and um it's everything lands about this to me so we haven't had an episode since you Back when we last talked about Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, you had not seen anything about it, so... Nothing. What was your journey to the hype for well, this movie? Thing, you know, the thing is, like, I feel like most animated superhero movies are, like, straight-to-TV or DVD, like... Yeah. Like, they're, like, lower-budget things that I usually just kind of shrug at, and maybe it's good. Even um, though the DC ones are all yeah, better than... Yeah, I have seen... <laughs> Even a lot of Marvel movies. Yeah, now that I've seen uh, Mask of the Phantasm, it's great. <laughs> but, um, so I, I didn't know what to expect. And I also thought maybe it's something that I wouldn't get because it's not standalone or it's based on something, like, from uh, some other series. Like, I just didn't know what it was. And then you, sh- like, showed me a trailer, and I was like, this is, like, this could be, like, a, a Pixar-quality <laughs> animated film. Like, proper... It, like it could be an introduction. Yeah. And yeah, usually I try to wait <laughs> until the show to show trails, but I didn't wait. I just like you gotta see this. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. I, and I saw. I love the animation style so much. Yeah. Like that, that was that alone <laughs> was like this is the the best animation style. I love stylized stuff. Um. Like that. So. Um. Uh, I was just like I gotta see it even just for this, and then I did see it, and. Uh, yeah, I just. I was I enjoyed it the whole time. It was just a it was a great animated romp. Um, uh, we can uh, well we can definitely I think we'll talk about this more. And I will say I, got a feeling we'll talk I about had more to too. my number one. I'll probably not say a ton about it's it's a little bit of a boring number one pick because I can't say much about it. But I will just praise it. So um, let's oh. get to your number two. I just wanted to do a little tease. Okay, a little tease. A boring number one. Pick. <laughs> well, it's it's a way to make this list so anticlimactic. It's amazing, but it's just <laughs> that I can't talk about it as much. A little te- it's very spoilable movie. <laughs> so we'll get to yours. There's my so, tease. All right. So my number two <clears throat> is Black Panther. So this one. Uh, does what so many great Marvel movies have done before it. We got um, kind of an origin. I mean, Civil War kind of dealt a lot of the origin, but if you didn't see Civil War, it did a good job of still like filling in the blanks for you. Yeah. Um, a great job of um, showing like T'Challa now has to be both Black Panther and the King of Wakanda. Uh, Michael B. Jordan as Killmonger was a great villain, and so was uh, Claw. 
And uh, story almost feels like Shakespeare's classic Shakespearean story of like who's gonna be the king. So I thought it was a great movie. Um, I did have one the, the one problem I had, which was the fake killing of Black Panther for like yeah. five minutes, which was just like, are we really doing this? I yeah. just saw the Infinity War trailer. <laughs> yeah. So that was really the only issue I had. I, to me, I I thought of it as a little of like a, you know he's coming. I know back. he's it's coming just, back. Just how long do I have just, to wait? You know, it's just a little, a little plot drama. I don't know. It's just a little thing they have to deal with. <laughs> I would have liked to have seen him being taken to the place. Okay, that is yeah. That but but yeah, I thought Black Panther, great movie. Launched a great Marvel franchise. Looking forward to the third one. Yeah. Second one, not so much. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Well, um, is is that all you have anything to add? For Black Panther. We're going to our number ones. Number one. (sighs) Again, I had to... I was tossing and turning at night. I was unable to sleep. I was terrified and in sweats. Unable to sleep because of how I couldn't decide what my number one would be. I... It's it's killing me inside. And every episode from now on, I'm probably going to change my mind. <laughs> It'll be update. What order is my top three in now? <clears throat> but we go back again to my theme, which is first movie going experience, strongest reaction. Okay. Um, I think I'll remember my reaction to this and tell tales of it uh, for the rest of my life. And that um it, um. I don't think I've talked about this movie at all. So it's okay. like, there's no way you'd guess it. It's a surprise. It's kind of out of left field. Oh, but okay. I do kind of, okay. It's a horror film. Okay. And I wa- I am a fan of the genre and watch a lot of horror movies and I never really do it because I get s- too scared or like am truly disturbed by things. Part of the reason this is my uh, favorite and, kind of best watching experience is because this one got there for me. This is the the first movie in years and years and years to to make me feel like a little kid, (laughs) afraid to sleep at night, looking in the corners, deeply disturbed to my core. Having to go to a therapist. I almost felt like it. (laughs) I did not feel the same the next day. Um, It's a movie, uh, I think it came out in the summer, it's called Hereditary. And... Like I said, this isn't a very spoilable movie, and I feel like like this is really a movie where I do think that if you know what happens, it's ruined. Uh, like it, it's not one of those things where like you're kind of disappointed because you know a plot point. Like I really think going into this not knowing anything, uh, and one thing is like all, all the press and everything I heard about this movie was like. It's shocking. There's twists. You won't expect anything that's happening. And so I went into it like, well, like how many different types of twists can there be <laughs> in a movie, like a horror movie especially? I didn't expect a thing. Like it is serious. It is so unexpected and weird. It's jarring. Like you just, you have no idea where it's going <clears throat> to the point where that's part of what's scary, where it's just like, what's happening? <laughs> it's so weird. I actually find the movie so disturbing that I don't recommend it to anyone. It's really? it's a messed up movie. <laughs> and it's not in it's not like it's because it's gory. It's not or human centipede. It's not no, it's not anything like that. It's it's really Have you seen human centipede? 
No, but I mean, I know about it. I know it's it's not that kind of disturbing. Like when people say disturbing, you probably people probably think like human centipede. Like this is capital D dis- dictionary disturbing. <laughs> like it disturbs you. It puts you in therapy. I really felt like I lost taste the next day because <laughs> it's so deeply upsetting. And this doesn't sound like a praise for a number one movie. <laughs> this, is, this is like a traumatizing I experience. can't recommend it. It will disturb <laughs> you forever. But yeah, I just... And I didn't see this in theaters either. I just was like popped it on in my room uh, just Oh, so at you night. watched it alone in the yeah. dark at night. And But it's like, to me, it's, it's like masterful psychological horror. Like it's prime example of the psychological horror genre where it's not scaring you because there's a monster or what have you that's scary. There's not a uh, spooky clown, which is spe- that, a better movie. But, um... <laughs> uh... uh that is the one with the spooky clown is actually a better movie. But this one is still an incredible movie. And one of my favorite uh, horror experiences and movie watching experiences I've had because it just like, and I know a lot of people who hear that I was truly disturbed by this, like it's like these hardcore horror fans who are like, well, you probably haven't seen this, which is truly <laughs> the most demented <laughs> horror movie. I've seen them. I've seen all of the, 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 the ha- what have you, like scary. I've seen the whole pantheon of different types of scary movies. I know the deeply disturbing underground crap that people like. This is what truly scared me. And that's why I, I hold it to a standard. And I also just think it's, like I said, very masterful psychological horror. It makes you feel like you can't trust anything. It makes you feel like you don't know what to expect. Like you don't know what's real. There are moments where the editing is and uh, like <clears throat> sound design and stuff is done in such a way where it's like, am I looking at a dream? What's ha-? Like it's so... It, it 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 all adds to the fear. And none of it is like stuff jumping out at you. It's just scary because it's messing with your head and i just think that that's a very artful thing that i enjoyed um so but tune in next week and you'll hear my new number one <laughs> yes <laughs> so my number one movie of the year yeah is one that i don't think you'll expect at all i probably this is going to come way out of left yeah this is out of the blue it is you probably haven't talked about it at all i have not mm-hmm. It is Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. <laughs> yeah. So this movie <clears throat> and I have such a little bit of an interesting relationship. So I remember years ago during the Sony hack, remember yeah. during the interview, where yeah. there was talk, there were they had leaked the emails of what was what were they going to do with the Spider-Man franchise. And one of them was they were going to do an anime comedy. <clears throat> and I'm just like, oh, that's weird. But it's never going to be made, so whatever. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> then we hear that they are going to make this anime movie. Oh, yes. And it's going to uh, star Miles Morales, to which my interest dropped. And I'm just <laughs> like, I don't care if the real Spider-Man's not in it. Who cares? <laughs> but I was just like, well... Because this is what I thought they would do. I was just like, well, if I hear that Peter Parker Spider-Man has a cameo... I'll pick it up, even though they should have it where he trains him, but whatever. <laughs> your your high <laughs> wishes. Yes. It would never yes. But I was just like, well, probably what's going to happen is <clears throat> they'll have it where 
Miles gets bitten by the spider. You have the whole Spider-Man movie where he's in the same universe as Peter. Spider-Man's off doing something else. And now it's just like, well, maybe at the end, Spider-Man will web swing past him and be like, nice job, kid. And I was just like, well, if they have that little cameo, I'll pick it up. Yeah. But otherwise, I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) So then they dropped the trailer about a year ago to where we saw the... um, we saw what they were going for. We saw the animation style for the first time, which looked yeah. really cool. It took a while for me to get used to it, but then I really liked it. Yeah. So we see Sony's being smart because I think Miles Morales' origin in the comic books is one of the most botched comic book introductions of all time to where people like, almost almost universal people love Batman Beyond. Mm-hmm. But Miles Morales is a little bit of a controversial character. And I think it has, like, um, whenever you have, like, a bad first impression with someone, that's yeah. basically it. Because, I, I'm i sorry, guys, it was really stupid to kill off a Spider-Man that readers have been attached to for 11 years and replace him with Miles Morales. What they should have done is introduce him as a supporting character to the real Peter Parker... Per year, he gets bitten, trained by Spider-Man, give him a new name, boof, now we have a new supporting character, spin him off into his own book. Yeah. <clears throat> I won't even talk about how there was a storyline in the regular Spider-Man comics called Spider-Island, where everyone got Spider-Powers, <laughs> where they could have introduced him, but whatever. I won't mention Superior Spider-Man, one of the dumbest ideas ever, where Spider-Man's body is taken over by Doc Ock for a year. It would have been interesting to have a character like Miles there who is kind of like us realizing, oh, something's up with Peter. This isn't mm-hmm. him. and it, But they didn't. Whatever. <laughs> but then we got Spider-Men, which uh, fixed a lot of the issues, gave uh, ultimate Peter Parker's closure, even though he, came, he comes back to life later. So, but then we see Sony is being smart with this movie. They're saying in an alternate... In, first, we get the title, I think, when the trailer was released, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Mm-hmm. Which shows, okay, this is an alternate world. This isn't our world. We're not replacing Peter Parker. Mm-hmm. We're just doing an uh, alternate universe. And then it says, enter a universe where more than one wears the mask. And then we see Miles in his uh, regular Spider-Man suit take off the mask, kind of like in the comics. And it's Spider-Man, I'm just like, okay, good on Sony. We are marking it the right way. Where it's just like, we're not replacing Peter Parker. We're just in an alternate universe. And then at the very end of this teaser trailer, which you have not seen, you've only, so. you've only seen the one trailer. Main trailer. <clears throat> we see Miles looking at the camera saying, wait, how many of us are there? And we zoom back and he's talking to Peter Parker. Yeah. He's like, whoa, wait a minute. <laughs> so, wait, there's a chance we're getting a little bit of Spider-Man in this movie, yeah. which is the story where Peter and Miles meet for the first time. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, oh, this could be interesting. <clears throat> then <clears throat> it's announced that... Um, Peter Parker is going to be a main character in the movie. I'm just like, oh my god, guys. Now my hype has risen. <laughs> yeah. Then we have the new trailer where we see uh, Peter Parker with Miles train him. I'm just oh my god, the hype is rising. Now I'm getting excited because we're seeing Spider-Man, an older Spider-Man. We're not doing high school again. We're having older Spider-Man doing something cool. He's mentoring something, so we have character development. And then we um, we find out that, unlike what I thought it was going to be, I thought it was going to be Tobey Maguire voicing Spider-Man. 
we find out that this guy Jake Johnson is going to be voicing Peter Parker Spider-Man. And I'm just and we hear him in the trailer. I'm just like, okay, it'll take a little bit of time to get used to, but so mm-hmm. far it sounds pretty good. Yeah. <clears throat> then we got that final trailer. Yes. Which was just like, oh my god, it looks so amazing. Yeah. <laughs> and then I'm counting down until this movie comes out, and it becomes my favorite movie of the year. And it's almost just like the Spider-Man movies have kind of followed the comics, both in positive and negative ways, where yeah. the Sam Raimi trilogy is very much the Stan Lee, Steve Ditko, John Romita era. Yeah. Then you have the Amazing Spider-Man movies, which are very much the ultimate, the 2000s era, like Ultimate Spider-Man with yeah. Benison Bagley. Then we have Civil War, right? Yeah. Then it all falls apart after Civil War, and we get Homecoming, which is very Dan Slot-like. It's just living off bad stories and stupid jokes. And we've made Peter kind of a man-child with no character development anymore. <laughs> and you just find him annoying. But um, he's you still have him in the Avengers, which is fine, because he's with better, better creators there. <laughs> and then it's just like, what was, the, what was the thing that made Spider-Man work again after we had this, um, where they didn't want Peter to grow up and just made it a stupid sitcom? We had him train Miles. And it worked. And then I'm just like, oh my God, this movie, it looks like it's doing everything right. I went and I saw it and I loved it. So, yeah. um, you didn't talk a lot about. Well, you you were kind of hot waiting because you knew we were yeah. going to talk about this. Uh, here's something: we are at the end of our lists. We're at a full podcast length. <laughs> Do we want to say um, we're going to talk about spoilers of Into the Spider Verse from here on out? If you want to do that, sure. And then tune into the next episode Which if you don't about, want spoilers and yeah. you want to hear our upcoming yes. movies of 2019, the things we're excited about. Yes. Uh, so yeah, here, I guess we'll talk about your favorite movie and yes. I guess my second favorite. Two, maybe at a different point in the week, I'll say my favorite movie as well. <laughs> um, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. So we'll, it almost will feel like a mini special. I don't know if we'll do a full special on it. Maybe we will, but we'll just make sure we can get our initial thoughts on yeah before it marinates a little bit more. yeah um i really i thought that yeah like i said i thought everything worked in this that um uh, i guess based on my ranking best crossover superhero yes film, <laughs> uh yeah in all spider-man i thought uh uh yeah, I thought both uh, Peter Parker and Miles Morales and the voice actors who played them made great Spider-Men, respectively. And um, I loved the villains. I didn't expect there to be, like, you know, so many villains. It was oh, awesome yeah. to see so many villains. Um, now, I, you knew that the one was the Green Goblin, right? Yeah, I, I okay. knew that that was Green Goblin. And um, But... Here's first spoiler territory, I guess. Did you expect any of the bad guy reveals that came like as kind of twists? Because like, did you know any about? Because I was actually surprised um, by all. Of what that. ones? Well, first, well, first, I, re- the first film we have is Goblin. Yeah, I guess I was saying is that um, that the scientist re- was revealed to be Doc Ock. I knew that there was going to be a Doc Ock voiced by a lady, but I didn't know it was going to be her. Yeah, I, I really that once again kind of did a good job showing this is an alternate universe. Mm-hmm. I think it was the the perfect and way to do well, it. One of my favorite ones yeah. was just like, "Do your friends call you Doc?" I- no, <laughs> but my enemies do. Yeah, I, this is 
Was there something... I was expecting this to come back, and since I just saw it, I'm just thinking of it again. Was there something to the fact that Aunt May called her Liv? And then she said earlier, my friends call me Liv. I, feel, I don't think to so. To me, it seemed like it was calling... And I was like, why would they... Do, it seemed so much like a callback that I was like, I don't... That doesn't make sense. Why would... I don't... I've never... <laughs> I mean, in the comics, Aunt May was engaged to Otto Octavius, but that's not Otto Octavius, so... It, yeah, it might have been some kind of like little Easter egg, but it yeah. might have just been that I was looking into something weird because I, I remembered her saying, well, my friends call me Liv, um, uh, or whatever, and I was like, okay. I, I don't know, I remembered it. But yeah, I thought that was, I, I really liked uh, her. That was, a, that was a great iteration of Doc Ock. It was nice to have a Doc Ock in a Spider-Man movie <laughs> yeah. again. Where I, that's why I was just like, Doc Ock is in this? <laughs> like, to me, I don't like... To me, it's Doc Ock. It's someone with uh, uh, with uh, octopus metal-looking octopus tentacles. Is is that's all I need personally? I mean, and it's like you know, it's the same character in an alternate universe, so uh, it counts for me. The other reveal is uh, who uh, Prowler is. Yeah, I knew who he was from the comics. I didn't know if they were gonna have it be a mystery because I remain I made sure that if we had talked about it, I wasn't gonna bring that up. Yeah, that Aaron yeah, I totally is didn't the prowler. expect it. I didn't expect it. Um, as soon as he started talking, I was I was like, what? <laughs> it was like, <laughs> um, yeah, that was that was awesome. I didn't see that coming. Um, and I also didn't. I wasn't familiar with that villain actually. The prowler. <laughs> yeah, he is a regular Spider-Man villain in the regular universe. He's this character, a uh, hob, hobby Brown. Hmm. Okay. Or Hobie Brown, I don't remember what, how it's pronounced, but is it a bigger villain against Miles Morales, or is it just all throughout Spider-Man? Uh, well, in the comics, he kind of dies pretty early, so okay. I mean, he's like he's like a C-list Spider-Man character <laughs> okay. that in the Ultimate Universe it made yeah. him be bigger. I loved the weird sireny sounds that whenever he was around would play. That was oh, really, that was really cool to me. It added to the atmosphere. I just thought the sound design was incredible in it. So one of the things I loved about this movie was um, <clears throat> one of the things I really liked was how they made sure that the Peter of the Ultimate Universe was different than our regular classic Peter Parker. Yeah. Where um, I wasn't sure at first about giving him a different voice. But I almost felt like having a different voice kind of worked. It almost felt like this version was almost like Spider-Man, but a little more like Captain America. Yeah. Like, he had everything he had wanted. Mm -hmm. Did you see Sony uploaded Spider-Bells? Oh, the, the song at the yes. end. Yes. That was funny. You can listen to it all the time now. <laughs> uh, perfect. So, yeah, I, I thought they did a great job of differentiating it. And then... Um, when the Ultimate Universe Peter died, that was just oh, yeah, that was it. It was there was a lot of. Did you know moments. when um when the movie started? Did you realize that it was an alternate Peter Parker? Did you think that was the one? Oh that no, that was a, that was a surprise to me. In fact, when he was at the grave, I was like, "Did he fake his death?" Like I <laughs> completely did not know that it was going to be like. The way they kind of framed it was the Amazing Spider-Man's Peter Parker, as opposed to the Spider-Man's Peter Peter Parker. Um, when they slapped down the comics, uh, <laughs> was that representative of actual comics that they were based on, or was that just kind of like giving you an idea? Um, or... the way the title design is, but that's pretty much it. Okay. 
<clears throat> I really liked how they slapped the comics too. Yeah, that was all. Every every introduction was. <laughs> yeah, was, so was... I thought they did a great job with that. <coughs> I really liked um, the way they introduced. Um, you know, maybe if we ever do a special, maybe we can almost compare like the movie to the comics because there's some things mm-hmm. the movie did I like more than the comics. Yeah. One thing I liked more was how uh, Miles' dad's a cop. And now he has a reason to hate Spider-Man versus yeah. in the comics, he's just a guy who just doesn't like metahumans. Oh, okay. So, and they don't really give him that much motivation. But there is a cop character kind of like uh, Miles' yeah. dad in the comics, and it just felt like they meshed the I two see. together. That is a really good way to do it because, um, I honestly, I've thought about that a lot where I'm just like... Um, it would be weird in real life to just have vigilante people going yes. around <laughs> being cops, and like it works in the fiction because uh, uh, they're good guys. Yeah, they do it right and stuff. And I thought they did a really good job of making sure that Miles was different than what we would have had with teenage Peter Parker. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I really liked um, how while Peter Parker was dying, the, the ultimate Peter Parker was dying. Like he was just like I'll train you, and then um he, um he gave Miles a mission, so Miles felt like more like he had to do it, mm-hmm. and then um even like when it almost felt like Peter kind of knew he wasn't gonna come back, but just like oh I'll be fine, I always get back up. Yeah, and then the kingpin just killed him right there. Oh yeah, yeah that was. It really was kind of shocking to see a Spider-Man villain kill Spider-Man. Because yeah. I haven't seen a comic or anything where that happens before. So yeah. I was just like, wow, he just he killed Spider-Man. He yeah. just freaking smashed Spider-Man. Today. I love the design of Kingpin. It's oh, a little, yeah. very cartoony, but I just, I like the exact, I like exaggerated, stylized stuff like and that. And I also liked how, um, when you look at it, they made, they gave <clears throat> visual cues that made this Peter different, where he had the blonde hair and blue eyes. Yeah. So, um... <clears throat> So, yeah, that was great. Um, yeah, we'll talk later comparing like the comics because there's some. It's kind of like Civil War. Some things the comics are better, some things the movie did better, but either way, they're both great. Yeah. So, um, I liked how Miles kind of felt like he had responsibility now because Peter kind of told him to do stuff. So, when so you thought that was the Pete when they introduced the peter at the beginning did you you thought that was the one we we're gonna follow throughout or yeah i mean i was very confused when i saw that he had blonde hair or i was just <laughs> like okay um how is this gonna happen did the Tis... voice throw you off at all or no i didn't even think about it you know who I, it is right uh i think you mentioned it earlier who is it again uh chris pine oh yeah steve trevor was spider oh, actually i think i just read that earlier or something where i was just like wow he really just how does he land being uh in star trek being uh, the love interest to Wonder Woman, and also being uh, a version of Spider-Man. Spider-Man. <laughs> He's Spider-Man now. Yes. So, also about I, my favorite character of the movie mm-hmm. was our Jake Johnson, Peter Parker. I thought, oh, did you real see like how they made um, it so that when the the ultimate Peter was doing his flashback origin. Now there were some things that were different, like how they did the upside down kiss, but 
MJ was upside down and oh, I didn't notice. You didn't notice? <laughs> I, I wow. Hmm. Uh, okay. It's like she got webbed and he's on the ground and then oh. so you see the classic upside down kiss and the camera turns around and you see it like that. <laughs> it's funny. Just I, I'm remembering now a lot of the the kind of recreations throughout it and I I was really just as I'm like warming up to Spider Man three quite a bit, they make fun of it right at the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> So, um, then I thought that this Peter Parker, they is such a great job, you know, cause we've had high school Peter Parker so much recently. Yeah. The past, I mean, it's been since Spider-Man three was the last time we didn't have high school Peter Parker. Yeah. So it's been 11 years. Yeah. So I thought they did a great job of doing this middle-aged Peter Parker. Um, they did a great job of, once again, going back to what makes Spider-Man work of, he has these powers in this big story, but he also has the personal story of his marriage is falling apart. He's a little bit worried. Yeah. <laughs> and then I thought that they did a great job giving him an arc yeah. of him kind of becoming the guy he once was again to mm-hmm. where he uh, it ends with him going back to MJ. Yeah, fantastic so, character arc. That so, was... and I think there's almost, I don't know, we've talked about this a little, we hinted about this a little bit, there's almost enough references to Sam Raimi's Spider-Man, Jake Johnson's mm-hmm. Spider-Man, that if you wanted to, yeah, you could almost sit, say, "I feel this is Spider-Man Four. Yeah, no, I think I think that they they throw a lot of continuity together to kind of make it feel like you could mesh it. Like, yeah, even the the plot of there being so many different universes, you yeah. can say it's all the same canon. Um, I think that's probably purposeful. To even if it's not technically, you could really feel like it is. Yeah. And then, uh, Chris Pine and uh, who I, I'm blanking on the guy who did Miles' voice. He did a great job too. He's uh from uh a movie I really loved uh called Dope. Um, he's you the know main character name. in that. I, I forget, but um, let's look it up because he was great. Yeah. And I do want to recognize that. Um, I think it's Shamik Moore or something. That's it's that's about right um you can see showtime see the second time uh yep shamik moore yes uh he's great really uh great voice cast here yes and i'll i'll say this that i think we this is our fourth version now getting back to like peter parker this is our first fourth version in the last few years of Peter Parker's Spider-Man the big screen and Jake Johnson might be my favorite Spider-Man actor now uh just even like live action and voice acting well at least or... like for the movies okay for in a movie yeah. um yeah he's, he's definitely uh, i think he's like up there though in animation yeah he was really really great you know what i was noticing parallels to that i almost kind of wanted to uh kind of like i was kind of like I was like, how dare, like, jokingly in my head, I was like, how could they make Spider-Man grumpy and old and not wanting to do his job? <laughs> they would never do that in Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing. They do, like, I've seen people point out, like, Peter Parker and Spider-Man goes in through an arc similar to Luke Skywalker and Last Jedi and yeah. Batman, Batman vs. Superman. Yeah. I thought of all of them, this one was the best handled. It's uh, I. It's great. I mean, I I kind of love that storyline. It's it's a great 
it's an easy but great way to do a, a character arc um, to get people back to where they once were. It's a relatable and good character arc. It was and, done great. And then I thought the relationship between Peter and Miles was great. Um, you had it where... Also, Spider-Gwen was cool. I'm not a fan of her in the comics, just because I think it's kind of a cheesy idea. <laughs> but in the movie, she... I worked. think the costume design's all... Every time I see the, the, the suit... I don't know how you feel about it, but I just think... Every time I look at one of the covers, I'm just like, that's a cool And the costume. suit's cool. It's just the idea of... I don't know. I've never read any Gwen. of it. That's all I know about it is that I look at it and I think it's a cool suit. <laughs> yeah. But um oh and um also got mentioned Spider Man Noir and Spider Ham were great. <laughs> and so <laughs> yeah. was Penny Parker. Uh yeah, the Spider Man Noir was a, um it, it was kind of funny. It Him felt, with the Rubik's it, cube. <laughs> yeah, it felt I love that like one frame where he's like showing off the Rubik's cube and everyone's like praising him. Yes. I don't know if you caught that. That was funny. So I thought the relationship between Peter and Miles was great. It felt like um <clears throat> um Peter for a lot of time was like the only one that believed in Miles. Yeah. And then um you get that moment where Peter is the one who t- who tells Miles he needs to stay behind, and we have these these great mo- like a great moment where like Peter tells Miles like you won't know when you're Spider Man in the end it's all just a leap of faith. Yeah. And then um, Kingpin was a great <clears throat> villain. He had great motivation too. Yeah. And then um, I'm trying not to just just go on about this movie forever, but <laughs> yeah, because we maybe we'll still do a special maybe. so we can keep it. Uh, but um, another thing I really like. Uh, you know, going back to the Peter and Miles relationship was, um, we see Peter's a little afraid to go back home about yeah the fear that he'll mess everything up again, and then Miles kind of gives him back the line that he told him earlier, mm-hmm. and then was... we see like Peter is the guy he once was again. Yeah, he's the classic Spider-Man we all know and love. That was uh, the, that was you know gets me. And that then we all we got Miguel O'Hara, which would have. I remember thinking it's a little odd he's not there, because yeah. out of all the multiple Spider Man, you'd think he'd be the third <clears throat> obvious one you'd have after Peter and Miles. Mm-hmm. But he ended up being in there. Yep. Voiced it's, by who? I don't know. <laughs> Oscar Isaac. Ah, uh, oh, Poe's in this. Yes. Wow. Um, and all, um, there was also a great little scene from Spider Man, like when. Peter sees Aunt May again was a really heartfelt moment, especially when you realize that this Peter has lost his Aunt yeah. May. Um, Aunt May has lost her Peter. This is a really great moment. Just like a small little emotional moment yeah. between the two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there, this was a very emotional ride of a movie. It yeah, was... and then we had the great moment where um, uh, Miles' dad comes to talk to him at the dorm, but outside the door. Yeah, yeah, that was good. And then, uh, I'm trying to think of what else it was. Kingpin was great. I said that already. I <laughs> yeah. remember. No, I did. Like, Kingpin is, like, such a major Spider-Man villain that I've always recognized. Like, even... Ha- but he's never made a major appearance in a, in a movie. So Besides Daredevil. Uh, oh, yeah. I guess I mean a Spider-Man movie. Yeah. <laughs> um, he was so, in a 90s cartoon a lot. Great choice to finally put Kingpin as the main villain in a movie. Yes. And in a movie that also had Doc Ock in it. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> what that a, was a cool thing. Like, you can do stuff like that in an alternate universe yeah. of having um, someone else have the arms. Yeah. And you can, they may as well was a surprise, too. Yeah. 
it, it made it a perfect surprise um and uh uh yeah i mean and it's like uh it is yeah like i said it's a perfect way to do it in a way that there's an alternate universe because it would be the same character with the same motivations but you know you can still you have a lot of wiggle room um so i don't know do you have much um, more to say let's see oh was there anything you thought was for sure gonna happen in the movie like from the trailers and that didn't happen i think more thing i think it was more that a lot of things happened that i didn't expect to happen or didn't even think would have happened in this movie based on the trailer there will i don't think there's anything <laughs> where i was like that's gonna happen and then it didn't I thought that Green Goblin was going to be alive throughout the movie because oh. we saw him in posters and everything. Yeah. And I thought there was going to be, um, they were going to adapt something that happened when the ultimate Peter Parker came back where yeah. we had the Green Goblin and then Spider-Man. Peter mm -hmm. Parker finally makes his return and then Goblin's just like, how are you alive? Yeah. And then like the final rematch. But I'm guessing that storyline was done, I'm pretty sure that storyline was done after they started working on this movie. Oh, okay. So, and we had the post credit scene with Miguel O'Hara, Spider-Man 2099, yeah. oh, yeah. and meeting the original Spider-Man. Uh-huh. And, they, yeah, they dedicated, hmm. um, you can tell, like, these, these people love everything Spider-Man who made it and respect it because they even are in on the Spider-Man memes because that is a very, yeah, that was hilarious to have the Spider-Man pointing at each other, um sequence as the after credits yes so i mean since we talked a lot about it sometimes in the special we talk about where do we think will what could happen next mm -hmm. so what do you do you think this will have a sequel unfortunately i don't mm -hmm. because animated superhero movies don't do that well it's gonna get crushed by aquaman bumblebee mary poppins even though it deserves to have a lot of money has it done well already it's like i mean it might plummet even if it has i understand that it's, has it? i think it's made like 90 million so far okay that's a shame i was really hoping that this would like open people's eyes up to the possibility yeah. of animated superhero movies so not knowing much about the comics yeah is there anything you think that anywhere you think they if they do do a sequel anywhere you think they could take it next it would be and the only thing it sounds so far is that in a sequel, it will kind of continue the Miles and Gwen relationship. That's what it's like. Maybe there'd be some other way to cross universes so that they can interact again. Because it'd be very weird to have such a crossover movie, and then the next one is just Miles Morales as Spider-Man against a villain, which would be cool. But... I mean, I think that you could do that as a spinoff, but I think they should keep doing the Spider-Verse thing. Yeah, if they no, want to do a solo Miles... Or a solo Jake Johnson Spider-Man. Spin them off and do yeah. their own thing. But we should still keep doing the yeah, Spider-Verse. Some, something where they can, you know... They... And there's a lot of stories now where they all, where they all cross over. Yeah, they they need to still keep crossing yes. over. I, I, yeah. I would be so cool to at least get a duology. That, yeah. That's what I, I think it would be a good contender for duology. Because I don't see there ever being three. But I could see there being two. Like, I'm not leaning towards it. But I'm just... So, are there, there isn't anything that you're thinking of, this is what they could do for a story. Well, mostly because you haven't read any yeah. Spider-Man I don't the last know what kind years. of things they do in Spider-Verse. Um, uh, 
Like, and they already... They could do sort of a Captain Phasma situation with Doc Ock, where <laughs> you thought she was killed by a bus or whatever it was, and but she uh, she's back, and uh, that's the main villain. Um, I have, I think I have four or five ideas of where they could take this. Yeah. I think about this movie a lot. <laughs> yeah. And the more I think about it, the more I like it. Yeah. yeah. I've been reading the comics. It's based on... I think it was the opposite of you, though. When you talked about... What was the one you talked uh, Black Klansman or something where you read the book yeah. first I made sure to um, put away all the comics I thought it would be based on to try to mm-hmm. forget as much as possible yeah. and then after I saw the movie I downloaded them all onto my iPad well when thing when I'm worried that like the, with that one when I know that it's going to be like a pretty close adaption I almost feel like I want the like with a, just a novel I want like the pure experience like the original experience and that's the way that I experience it first, and then I see what they made of it. With comics, since there's so many things that the movies are based on... Yeah, this is almost... um, Let's see. I I download them, so there's... Yeah. There's, like, um, four storylines it's based on. When, When there's so many things that it's based on, it makes me feel more like there's spoilers to the movie in these stories because it's going to be a different story based on multiple things. Yeah. So it kind of feels like you're getting some potential spoilers to a different story. Um, so I'd be more worried with comics. I Did don't know you why. hear what the original idea was for Spider- for Peter Parker Spider-Man? Spider-Man? Uh, no. That they did talk about having uh, Toy McGuire come back to do the Jake Johnson huh. Spider-Man. Uh, I yeah, it makes sense that they'd try. That would be awesome and nostalgic. But the idea is that maybe it might, with all the Spider Verse stuff, they thought it might be a little too confusing because it wasn't yeah. gonna be exactly. And you know, um, <clears throat> I think it goes into your thing where like you can have different good ones because uh, you know, if you, you wouldn't have the Jake Johnson, and uh, I think Jake Johnson might be my favorite yeah. of all of them. Yeah, exactly. So if you don't, if you always reach back for what you know is already good, you might not get something as good or better. It's almost like going from Keaton to Kilmore to Affleck, where it's just like, well, it would have been cool to have Keaton all the time, mm-hmm. but we got a great actor, so we win. Yeah, it's a it's a win. You see yes. many amazing iterations. Yes. So I've I've. Um, looked at a few comics of what I think they could do for a sequel. All right. So one is, I, well, I guess I'll do my most obvious one. I think they could do last. One is, I think they could do is in Miles's universe. Eventually, the Chris Pine Peter Parker in the comics would come back to life. Mm-hmm. So and so does the Green Goblin. Okay. So, it could be interesting to see Miles is in his own universe, but now the legend, Terry Spider-Man, is back to life, and so is his the enemy that killed him. Mm-hmm. So, do you think they could do something like that, or would it not be as important? Because we didn't. It's not like the comics where we spent eleven years attached to one Peter Parker, and then once they knew they were ending that franchise, they brought him back. Uh. Hmm. I don't think that would be my favorite option. Uh, 
Uh, I almost feel like people would rather have Jake Johnson's Peter Parker yeah. back in a sequel. Yeah. And I, I, to be honest, I kind of would too. That was my feeling. Was like, you know, Chris Pine's got enough uh, incredibly got enough stuff prolific roles. Give a give Jake Johnson this. Um, I'll also just like that's the character you grow attached to in the movie we saw. Yeah, you don't. I mean, of course you get attached because it's Spider Man, but like you don't get as attached. But they the made him enough different, so <laughs> you knew this wasn't the real Peter Parker. Yeah. Oh, the real. <laughs> Remember when um Peter um goes like crashes into new york he takes off his mask and you see how bruised his face yeah. is and he looks at um, that oh, yeah. person. it was almost like a perfect reflection or something <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh yeah gosh like to, yeah like i when i said everything landed the the humor generally did too like yeah it, the humor really worked it was movie. a really and good it never balance. overshadowed the plot yeah it was a really good balance it's a really good example of the right way to do it where it doesn't completely take over things and stuff so you know what i also really like too thank you sony for, well first of all thank you for getting back to what spider-man should be about the per spider powers and personal issues yeah which as much as i love civil war and infinity war when you have him in a big team-up movie you lose that because yeah. it's not about it's mm -hmm. him with these other characters but um, thank you for not spoiling Doc Ock in that clip you released, where it's Peter they did and Miles. A great job. That was a good, that's how you should do trailers. Yeah, <laughs> I remember really... watching it, the clip where Miles is swinging. I'm thinking that's a little choppy. But then mm -hmm. you find out that they cut out the Doc Ock. Yeah, that that was really well done because I was just like, this is that scene, but it's to totally different. Than <laughs> yeah, I, I actually thought. Uh, there were things where I was like, they're carrying something. There must be something going on. They feel like they're in a rush, but I thought it was possible that they really were just training. Yeah. Like, just that he was going to show them how to do things. I didn't know. So it was amazing that how well they masked that. Um, so, yeah. So, another. So, Spider Verse, Into the Spider Verse took the basic idea of something, but I'm pretty sure it was written around the same time as the comic was coming out. So, it took kind of the basic idea of something, but there is. A storyline from Spider-Verse that they didn't have in the movie, which is the main villain is called Moreland and his family. So Moreland's this character that kind of feels there's almost like a religious cult thing to where him and his family kill the spider totems, the people who carry the spider totem, and then they are in like this multiverse thing to where they're going to multiple multiverses and killing the different spider-men mm. so then um all the spider-men from different universes come together to try to stop them so do you think we could have something like that may where it's all the spider-men from different universes come together to stop like this family that has almost like this religious cult thing of killing the spider totem and there's I... almost this thing where they have to kill the other the bride and uh the baby or something to make sure that no spider-man ever exists anymore i love cult stuff i'm sold <laughs> that's my favorite <laughs> cult stuff is my ever horror movies about cults are my favorite horror movies yep. so there you go, there you e go. yes yes so another thing that uh <clears throat> they could do i think i have two two more oh well i'll throw this one in too i don't think this would could would happen it would have to be part of Sony and Marvel's deal. 
But do you think that maybe they could do Secret Wars where Peter and Miles' universe gets smashed together, realities all ruined to where Doctor Doom is God, and it's Spider-Man, Miles, um, Mr. Fantastic, Black Panther, Star-Lord are um, trying to overthrow Doctor Doom, who everyone thinks is God now. Wow, Star-Lord is in that. You don't normally see that. Um, that's cool. Um, you think that they would add non-Spider-Man? That's why I think it's almost not possible. I think that this is a Spider-Man. If it's a series of movies, somehow, miraculously, I think it's just going to be Spider-Man. Could they take the idea, though, where Peter and Miles' universe and all the multiverse could smash together and maybe Norman Osborn is considered the god of this universe? so it's like that, but with just Spider-Man stuff. Yeah. With Spider-Man and... uh, Maybe Doc... Otto Octavius Doc Ock is his command. Maybe he is in charge of all the Doc all Ocks the of Doc the Ocks. multiverse. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's a cool concept. You know, I was still thinking about cults when you <laughs> said that other one. No, that one's about just as cool. Um, and raises the stakes quite a bit. Yes. Um, I don't know how Doc Ock would snap. But <laughs> <laughs> yes. But uh, Alright, so another storyline is that eventually... Peter and Miles's universe smashes together, so they are in one universe. Okay. Could we have it where Peter and Miles now live in the same universe, and part of the story is that there's an evil ver- that the Miles Morales of Peter's normal universe is evil, and is oh. Peter's age, to where they have to stop him. Huh. Uh, I mean that's basically what the plot of spider-man 2 is about yeah um and then you also have it where peter and miles now share the same space and part of the story is that peter gets um upset and says i should never let you be spider-man oh wow that's some real uh spider family drama yeah (laughs) um it reminds me of Bat Family. Yes. <laughs> I have an issue of Bat Family somewhere. Bat Family. Weird uh, uh, stuff. But, um, uh, so, one of the villains would be, well, one of the, I should say, emotional uh, antagonists would be Spider-Man, uh, that uh, sort of... Um, emotional trifling that's going on and um and then we the, find out the that the villain would be evil an evil spider-man as well so wait what you said that a villain would be the the villain would be the marvel universe miles morales who's kind of like right under kingpin in peter's universe okay he's like a friend of kingpin in peter's universe wow okay um, Which almost, like, if we want to have a trilogy, almost goes full circle yeah. to where Kingpin is back. Hmm. He comes back from that abyss of of, of multiverse collapsing. Um, you know, it can happen. And yeah. it's, you know, you wear whatever armor Phasma's got on, and you yes. can come back from anything. Um, I don't know, which is your favorite uh, or which oh, would and be, then here, which, here's also, this okay. is how the story would end. Okay. Based on the comic, which I don't know if they would do. Yeah. But I think it would be cool to see. Mm-hmm. If we want to have like a whole, tri- this could almost wrap up the trilogy almost. Yeah. 
where Miles gets sucked into a portal, goes to another universe, and the Green Goblin, where so it's a they wouldn't be able to do it exactly because Miles wants to go to the ultimate universe because his wife died. Sounds a little similar to something we just had. Yeah. But so Miles goes to a different universe. And the green, he's at like a coffee place, like a Starbucks thing, talking to an alternate version of his wife. And you hear like a smash outside and you see the green goblin. And then who, what would be Chris Pine Spider-Man is fighting him. And you find out that even though Miles's universe, Miles and Peter's universe smashed together, somehow the the ultimate universe kind of came back, and now that Peter Parker is alive. Okay. And fight. It ends with him just fighting the Goblin. It sounds like you can. When it comes to, uh, there's multiple universes, and they can be uh, tampered with storylines. You can almost kind of do anything and bring anyone yeah. back and do. But such is the way of many. Uh, superhero comic um i am curious though um my money's all on cult uh (laughs) mostly just my money as in my please uh take my money so you can fund this (laughs) but uh what i'm wondering what your pick for what two and three would be if there's a trilogy if there was a trilogy well i haven't said the one i think will probably happen oh okay there's one i think that will happen which is a little more out out there okay it isn't based on a comic thing it's just a gut feeling yeah so my guess is that kind of how this movie focused on Miles, the next one would focus on Miguel O'Hara, who's Spider-Man 2099. Oh, okay. So then it's him kind of in the story, the Alchemex Corporation has completely taken on over the year 2099, which is the company that um, Peter and Miles got that thing from that yeah. they were trained from. Yeah. So, and then, my guess is it would be kind of like a time travel thing. And then you'd bring back, obviously, the big three of Peter, Miles, and Gwen. And then you'd have Spider-Man 2099. And then, especially because Peter is a little worried about having kids, Spider-Girl from the future is Peter and MJ's daughter. Oh. So, then you have that. And it's more like time travel than yeah. multiple universe. I I was always on the edge of wondering maybe time travel will happen. So, um, but even though it didn't pan out that way. So, I could see them throwing in that card. That's something I could see them doing. Or maybe as a spinoff if they wanted to. Mm-hmm. But um, if I had to guess about the ones that would focus on, like, Peter and Miles. Yeah. My guess would be maybe I could see something happening like with the in, oh they're called the inheritors the cult that's what they're called the inheritors the inheritors okay. who are trying to um like they kill and feast on the essence of Spider-Man from the universe <laughs> and then maybe something happens to where oh cuz in the story a little bit of stuff and the multiverse gets screwed up, so maybe that's how Peter and Miles's universe gets smashed together. So in the third movie, they're in the same universe. I see. And then, <clears throat> like even in the comic, like Peter says, like, "Hey, look, it freaks me out a little bit." Like after Peter says that I shouldn't let you be Spider-Man, they like go to talk and make up and just say, "Hey, look, I'm not gonna. Lie. It freaks me out a little bit to have another Spider-Man that I'm worried about out here." Mm-hmm. 
that that could die and then you know they kind of make up and then it's just like um oh yeah see so we have the flashback to where he says you um you shouldn't have ever been spider-man oh okay and then he says like hey you're a great spider-man it's just weird for him to have another one out there and then um they're they're fine again they're happy we got our happy ending and then miles the marvel universe miles is in a weird world Oh, where is he? Where is he? Oh, look, that's who would be the Chris Pine Spider-Man back oh. alive. Oh, and uh, he's with the Avengers. Yeah. So, yeah, there we go. So, that's what I almost could see them doing for a trilogy. Yeah. Is they could have it where the inheritors are trying to kill the different um, Spider-Men of the multiverse. And then something happens to where they're all in the same universe, where Peter and Miles end up in the same universe. Peter and Miles in the same, and then you could have a whole movie about how they're together in the same universe, yeah. and about how it's affecting both of them. Okay. So that's what I could see happening for a sequel, which yeah. I don't think will happen. Yeah, I mean, probably. I would not. love for a sequel to happen. I want more to see more of Jake Johnson's Spider-Man yeah. and um, what was it Shamik Moore's Miles Morales? Yeah. I mean, we got Spider-Man a... Noir and don't forget Spider-Ham. Yeah, we got a great one-off if it's just a one-off. If, if this is... The nice thing is that if this is it, they put in everything you'd want. Like, yeah. if you had a checklist, they put in everything you'd it want. Wasn't, it wasn't like, you know, where it's like, let's see the next one to see how this feels yeah. with the whole picture. It really, it's like, this is good. Yeah, like you, if this is like you don't ra- need more. It's just no. so good that you want more. Like we wrapped up Peter's story, we wrapped up Miles' story and Gwen's. Mm-hmm. Um, Spider Noir guys, Rubik's Cube. Oh, that's that's <laughs> that's the, the happiest ending of them all. Movie arc. He, yes. he got that Rubik's Cube. Beautiful. Yes. Yeah, so we talked a lot about Spider Man to the Spider Verse. Yeah, and it earned it. It did. Uh, so. Yeah, those are our top tens, and uh, like I said, uh, tune in for my new podcast where I ch- change the order of my top. Yes, yeah, so did name I say top that? tens or top fives? What would the name of that be? It would be called Flipper. Uh, indecisive. <laughs> uh, indecisive. T- 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 my top indecisives. Yes. Um, we still haven't gotten to our upcoming No, we list, haven't. So we got to wrap this up and yeah, get guys. to that so we can, you know, get on. The, you, everyone wants to know what we're looking forward to in 2019. Yes. And that's what we're going to talk about next. So check out the next episode. Yes. And we did fall down a giant Spider-Man rabbit hole. Yeah. Which was probably to be expected. We got yes. caught in that web and spun around. Yes. And we had a lot of stuff we, we talked about. Me as the expert who knows a lot. You who know a lot, but just not as much. I'm yeah. proud of us. Uh, <laughs> here is your top five list. Yes. Uh, or here's my, I should say, here's my top five list, which is delicious and crispy. And uh, here's yours, which is uh, bad. Soggy and weird. It's yeah. gross. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't have that in the movie, did they? I think they did. Did but I don't know if it was exactly the same. I, I remember that part. Though. I remember there's a scene where, um, 
Um, Miles said, you could teach me how to be Spider-Man. And, flip, flip, and Peter laughs. And then we cut to him on the bus still laughing about how I'm not going to web swing after a burger breakfast. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was great. <laughs> <laughs> I also loved how Peter, in his introduction, wasn't telling the truth about how he's just like, Cut, cut to me. I'm doing ab crunches. Get into shape. <laughs> oh, it was all. It all landed like yes. landing down from a web swing onto the ground, and this podcast landed. Um, it's, uh, a lot. We've made uh, episodes longer than movies before. I think we're still we're under uh, still with this. But if we're we, under. But if we go seven minutes <laughs> yeah. more, we'll be yeah. the movie. So let's wrap it up so yes. we can uh, at least say that you don't have to stick with us. Stick with us for you know. Use the time to watch Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse yes, or any of give them your money <laughs> or any of our amazing top. Uh, cumulatively 10 movies. This is one of those movies I wish I could just buy on Blu-ray right now. Yeah, it would be... And I, 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 this is a movie that I would love to just have and watch and just put on. It, it would work that way. I would way. love to do a quadruple feature <laughs> yeah. of um, the trilogy and now this. <laughs> yes. yes, it would really work. So... Uh, Check out all of our movies that we say are the best, except don't check out my number one. It's horrifying, and it'll It'll ruin your day. But I thought it was good. Um, So glad everyone enjoyed uh, talking about our top lists and the movies that we did not like. Yes. Um, Hope you made it. Man, the Wasp. Hope you made it past that negativity. Uh, Oh, my God. It for weeks every time i see him just step on it <laughs> just as out of spite. crush it take that ant man yeah uh but uh you know stay tuned for what we're gonna look for in coming into 2019 thanks yes, for listening 2019 it's almost here guys thanks for listening to 2018 comment section yes uh and uh, even though a lot of it we didn't release anything no uh and as always and into next year keep falling down that rabbit hole